All right, go way back to those early days of dating with your spouse. Did you ever stare into each other's eyes? I did that with my wife, Dina. We would actually do what we called upside downsies, where she, if she was laying down on the floor doing something, I would come up from behind her and I would look down. It's really hard to describe on the on the <laughs> podcast here. So just, just say I would gaze into her, her eyes and we would laugh. It was fun. It was like the famous scene from Spider-Man where Tobey Maguire there you go. Kind yes, of comes that's down the on the web. There you go. Yes. So we did upside downs. He's like that. I wasn't hanging you know, from the ceiling. <laughs> that would Spider-Man. quite dramatic. <laughs> there were times when we would just, I mean, li- we literally went out and got our blood pressure checked. That's how fun things were. But I just wanted to be with Dina all the time. Listen, no matter how long you've been married, you should have that kind of desire to be with your spouse, even in the mundane small things. I'm John Fuller, along with Dr. Greg Smalley and his wife, Erin. They lead our Focus Marriage team. We'll hear from them in a minute, but first, let's go ahead and listen to part of a conversation that Jim Daly had with Dr. Randy Schrader, who loves encouraging couples to make small changes, little adjustments in your marriage to keep the fires burning. All right, we have that down. Now we move into um, the idea of practical wisdom and those good wisdom habits. You you identify four. What are those four? These are, I, I really wish I had called them stay in love habits. These They are fall in love habits that need to become stay in love habits. And so what do all couples premaritally do? Well, they go on a variety of dates and they uh, do a lot of fun things together all the time. Mm-hmm. And they also look into each other's eyes. They make the heart, the Bible says the heart, the eye is the lamp of the body. They look into each other's eyes and they make a heart connection. They talk hours and hours premaritally. And again, they're meeting each other's expectations. And then premaritally, they give each other lengthy hugs and lingering kisses. And those four fall in love habits need to continue Jim and John, after marriage, unfortunately, after the second or third year of marriage, I would suggest to you, have no scientific facts, 95% of couples stop doing Mm. the fall in love habits, and, and that's what causes their hearts to go cold, what causes them to drift apart, what causes them to stop making their expectations known. The challenge there, it seems almost too simplistic. I'm sure some couples that are listening that are in some trouble, um, you know, they're not where they want to be. Again, not serious. Yeah. And and we're here for you. If you're in a more serious situation, Mm -hmm. give us a call. Our counselors are here and John will give those details in a minute. But even for, you know, again, the tune-up kind of attitude, it sounds almost too simple, Randy, that it really it's just like spend 10 minutes eye to eye talking, hug for 10 seconds, give a 10 second kiss, uh, you know, and then make sure you're dating your mate. If I do those things, I'm going to have a great marriage. Seriously? Well, marriage, yeah, and that's a good question, Jim. Marriage takes a lot more than the fall in love habits and the stay in love habits. But if couples are not doing those, I kind of call them the foundation. Right. They're not going to be emotionally connected. And the uh, I, I would ask your listeners, Jim, and I always ask couples, when was the last time you had a 10-minute eye-to-eye heart contact, consistent eye contact with each other, purposely focused eye contact, without any distractions, cell phone the other room, TV off, Almost every couple that comes to see me will say, we can't remember. Yeah. 
We can't remember That's the last time we spent 10 minutes because couples are, you know, they may cook dinner together, clean up the uh, dishes together, but it's just passing eye contact. Just to look into each other's eyes like the three of us are doing hmm. just doesn't happen after the second or third year of marriage, that complacency sets in. I think that's uh, so good. Yeah, yeah. It, we think about the story of the prodigal son. When the son returned home, what does the Bible say to us? The Bible says the father ran out and fully embraced his son and gave him an affectionate kiss. And we need to fully embrace our spouses. And, and, and it needs to be just a plain, lengthy hug. And then the plain lingering kiss is absolutely essential as well. And when we think about it, and I can tell you, I, all your listeners, when was the last time you gave each other a lengthy hug and a lingering kiss? What, what have over a thousand couples told me? Can't remember when they come in the first session. They're not doing it after the second, third year of marriage. And it needs to happen. And one other idea, when a marriage is trying to improve or struggling, one other idea is uh, to use an even-odd date to have them both initiate. Because most of the time, couples get into a power struggle. Who's going to make the first step to make our marriage stronger? Mm. And what I suggest is the three tens, the even dates, would be the wife. So the wife needs to make sure on the even date, there's a lengthy hug, a lingering kiss, the 10-minute heart talk. On the odd dates... Since my wife, Jenny, and your wives know that husbands are odd, uh, <laughs> on the odd dates, it's our responsibility to make sure those three tens happen and, 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 and to keep that emotional bond. Well, Aaron, some great points from Randy. Um, how have you found that practicing simple things like that can get uh, better over time for couples? Mm -hmm. It is practicing them and being intentional about practicing them. I love that he talked about going out and dates because absolutely making time, being intentional about your time and prioritizing time with your spouse, doing fun things. What a great idea. Continue doing that. And you know what's interesting is the research has shown that most couples do date nights wrong. Mm -hmm. and, and yeah, they, we've talked about that. I yeah, think. and they get stuck in, in habits and ruts of dinner and a movie, dinner and a movie, dinner and a movie. And the research really shows if, if, if you just do something different, new, go to a different you know, restaurant that you're mm -hmm. not, that you don't usually do. We did this over the weekend. And so we live in Colorado Springs. We went to a, a great, fantastic hamburger place downtown. And, and it was just something different. We hadn't been there in years. It was different because it was like 100 degrees and there was no air conditioning. <laughs> so true. we enjoyed the burger while we were together. dripping yes. sweat. But, but I, I agree that by doing that, it reignites old feelings. And I felt closer to you simply because we just did something a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Well, and then he also talked about looking into your spouse's eyes, like you were talking about. Yeah, the about. upside downsies. Which, yeah. You know, I, as I think about it, it was because we could laugh. It was... It was us kind of making fun of the big, deep, romantic moments on the screen <laughs> and saying, yeah, let's just laugh together, shall we? But you think about how often do we look into our spouse's eyes yeah. because we're, our eyes are so busy. We're looking at our cell phones. We're looking at screens. You know, we're distracted. And you think about, John, I know with you having adopted, you probably did this as well. When we adopted, they said, be super intentional about making eye contact with mm -hmm. Annie. And I think I've talked about this before, putting a sticker on my forehead 
So she would stare at the sticker, but then she'd be making eye contact. And connecting in that way is beneficial. It brings connection. It brings attachment in your own marriage. Mm -hmm. You know, and then he talked about meeting and communicating about expectations, you know, such a big thing through different seasons. We got to address what do we expect now? What are we hoping for now? And doing that when it's a little irritation versus this big whopper of an irritation. (laughs) That just made me she hungry. She looks at you now for I some want a hamburger. Oh, no, I want a Whopper. You're the big Whopper. <laughs> he, goes, he goes to a Whopper. I go to the Whopper of a fish our son got yesterday. <laughs> so, you know, different pathways, Craig. Yes. Well, the point is we have to practice these things if we want to remain close to our spouse. And uh, here at Focus, we want to encourage you along the way. Um, we have so many great resources here, including Dr. Randy Schrader's excellent book, Simple Habits for Marital Happiness. Uh, Make a donation of any amount to the Ministry of Focus today, either a monthly pledge or a one-time gift, and we'll send this book to you as our thank you for joining the support team. And you'll find further details in the show notes. And you heard Jim mention our counseling department. They are so good, and your donations allow us to reach out and have free over-the-phone consultations with those who have a need. In fact, you might need to speak with one of our counselors. Um, Please. Uh, give us a call. We'll set up a time for a callback. The number is 800, the letter A, and the word family. And we'll continue along with Dr. Randy Schrader next time and the Smallies, of course. For now, on behalf of the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.